1: That's eight hundred seven six oh eighteen forty five.
2: Now on the tea. Is it time? Let's do this. Hey there, and welcome to this week's edition of Real Golf Radio. I'm Brian Taylor alongside Bob Casper. Pleasure to be with you 22 years and counting talking golf. With you, it's uh, great to be with you. Our Twitter handle is at Real Golf. You can follow along, listen to any of our shows. Also, you can download them on your various podcast sites and listen to them at your convenience. Follow us on SiriusXM as well. We have a good show for you. We're going to, of course, talk about Tiger Woods, the horrific accident, the scare, and now the hope for recovery for Tiger Woods. Dr. Kim Stimson, head of orthopedic surgery at Logan Health in, in Kalispell, Montana, and our official Real Golf Radio orthopedic surgeon will join. to give us his insight analysis on what Tiger might be going through and a projected um, prognosis on when we might see him back and the steps that go along the way. Also, we'll welcome in Jaime Diaz from Golf Channel. He found himself on the coverage during all of that story as it unfolded. We'll also get his take on what we saw in the playoff with Max Homa and Tony Finau at the LA Open last week. And Caddy joins us. We talk about WGC and the events this week as well as on a jam-packed edition of Real Golf Radio. And uh, again, we appreciate our sponsors Callaway Golf, Odyssey Golf, Black Desert Resort in St. George, Utah, blackdesertresort.com. And Bob, when you when you uh heard the news, and yeah. I think it probably hit you the way it hit most of us. All of a sudden, the notification comes up on your phone from the ticker. Uh, mine happened to be ESPN saying Tiger Woods involved in a serious car accident, one car rollover. Uh, you, your mind just began to race, wondering what in the world.
3: Yeah. You know, and then you saw the pictures um, that came out early uh, of the the car on its, basically on its uh, roof and um, the brush all all uh, wiped out and everything where the car came rolling through and um, kind of the different reports as they're starting to to transpire and hit. And then the news press conferences, you know, and then uh, we hear things on Wednesday, exactly what transpired uh, the night before. I have a source close to me that was able to kind of tell us a little bit about what was going on, and uh, he felt he was going to be fine. So uh, it was a shock. It was a shock this week.
2: Yeah, and now we'll wait and see. If in fact, you know, he is going to be okay and, and how that shakes out. I think uh, Dr. Stimson will help us out a lot with that. But uh, we'll give you our thoughts and uh, some of the reaction that took place uh, as that continued to unfold and continues to do so. Uh, we'll do that coming up. Plus, we got to talk about the West Coast swing, the WGC going on this week, Puerto Rico. Ladies are playing again, which is great to see as well. We'll talk about it. and champions. With Annika. Yeah, and Annika. I loved watching Annika so far. We'll talk about it uh, straight away right here on Real Golf Radio.
4: For over two decades, First Tee has created experiences that build character. We believe every kid deserves to feel supported, safe to try something new, and to be prepared for what comes next. We develop their swing, but more importantly, their inner strength. Because we know what's inside doesn't just count, it changes the game. Come join us at First Tee.
5: Visit FirstTee.org. To get your highest performing tour ball, you need to build it with the highest quality. To get the highest quality, you need to pass more than 150 consistency checkpoints. And to guarantee your tour ball has a more centered core, you need unique 3D x-ray. That's why one tour ball is more centered than another. And it might not be who you'd think. ChromeSoft. This ball really does change everything.
6: There are currently 2 million American spouses and children whose family member was killed or disabled in defense of our country, which is why I founded The Folds of Honor, providing educational scholarships to the families of 1% of the Americans who protect our freedom. Thank you for supporting The Folds of Honor. Thank you for supporting The Folds of Honor. Please join our squadron today. Your $13 a month speaks volumes and changes lives
7: forever born from 10 years of research and innovation, the shaft synonymous with high performance and unrivaled feel is back. Introducing the all new Matori X from Fujikura. Built to amplify the performance of today's driver heads with a reinforced bias core and a torsionally stiffened handle, Matori X doesn't just add speed and stability, it multiplies it. Get custom fit from Matori X today.
2: Those who know love heading to St. George, Utah for year-round fun, especially golf. But where to stay is always a challenge, and getting a tee time can be tough. What if there was a Scottsdale-style golf resort in St. George where you can stay and play? And what if you could own your own residence there? Well, now there is. Introducing Black Desert Resort at Entrada. The second and final chapter of the Entrada Vision offers a full community with exceptional amenities. From residential villages, hiking trails through preserved lava flows, spa, world-class dining and shopping, and a Tom Weiskopf championship golf course. It's literally an outdoor paradise that will strengthen family bonds and make lifelong memories. That's life Black Desert. Find out how you can stake your claim at blackdesertresort.com. Blackdesertresort.com. Exclusive real estate opportunities are available now. Black Desert Resort at Entrada. Unlike anything you've experienced before. Now
1: back to real Golf Radio with Brian and Bob.
2: Hi, right, welcome back to Real Golf Radio, presented by Callaway Golf and the new Epic Drivers. The Callaway Epic Driver lineup is led by their new Gelbreak AI Speed Frame. Previous Jailbreak architectures stiffen the body in the vertical direction by applying artificial intelligence. This new structure improves stability in the horizontal and torsional direction as well. The result is exceptional ball speeds across the entire face. Check out Epic Drivers at CallawayGolf.com, and uh, we appreciate you being alongside. Uh, this was a surreal week. Uh, I happened to have been in a meeting at the time. All of a sudden, my phone starts blowing up, and the the notification came in, and uh, it was it was shocking, you know. And your mind races to you know what really Tiger single car rollover. You start thinking back on the different uh, you know episodes or traffic incidents in Tiger's life, and the things that we've seen, and you you wonder what in the world, you know, we just saw him hosting Genesis and being on with uh, Jim Nance and talking about hoping to be ready to play at the masters. And you know, what does this mean? And then the first images of that vehicle, I mean, goodness gracious, you, you just wonder how, you know, somebody survived something like that. And then to finally hear that he's okay, but that he's got severe leg injury and that he's in surgery, you know, um, God, Bob, I, I, you know, Tiger has meant so much to this sport and so much to the game. He's, he's such a draw, you know, for, for in every aspect of his life, really. But what he's, what he did in the game of golf in such a short period of time is, is unequaled. And, uh, I I mean, we kind of built this show really around his success. We used to have a, a segment called Woods Watch, you know, keeping an eye on Tiger. That was our. We had a little open created, and and that's how we began. You know, what would Tiger do next? He just continued to amaze and impress, and uh, really took the sport to another level. And to do that to an entire sport is special, and not something that comes around very often. And so, I think you saw the outpouring of concern, um, the uh, you know, stepping away from uh, analyzing you know, the back surgery rehab and the game and the career and suddenly caring for the person and his life and his family and all that surrounds that. And, and so that was really, you know, my, my opinion, Bob, my mm-hmm. philosophy in a situation like this, I don't try to be a, a breaking news guy. I don't think there's any, no. any sort of uh merit in being the first to release any information or something along those lines, let it play out, hope for the best, and report on what finally comes around. Uh, but it was, a again, considering the situation, probably as good of an outcome as we could have hoped for at this point.
3: Well, and, you know, the sheriff um, said right on, you know, his television uh, press conference that if Tiger hadn't been wearing a seatbelt, oh, it yeah. would have been a fatality, 100%. So, um, you know, I was – you, you talked about being in a meeting. I, I was getting my oil changed <laughs> and I get a call from our local radio station where we broadcast in Utah and, um, Hey, can you come on and, uh, want to talk to you about, you know, the tiger woods car accident. And I'm going, what? So I had about five minutes. So I jumped on golf channel and I started reading the article and that kind of thing. And then they called me and, and we kind of talked, but there, you know, there wasn't a lot we could say, um, you know, the jaws of life, they talked about that, which didn't actually happen. Um, it got a little sensationalized, but no matter what, yeah, those, those injuries, those injuries of his right leg and, and, um, you know, the, uh, the compound fractures and, uh, the ankle and, and foot injury and everything, those are all huge things and huge things will, that will, for Tiger himself, um, but you know, the the game of golf is in a good spot right now. Um Tiger is getting he's forty-five now, he's getting he's probably got another five years on the PGA tour where he could possibly be competitive. Jack did it into his late forties. Um and you know, if if Tiger were never to play another round of golf again in competition, Tiger is the best of all time. Eighty-two wins, tied Sam Sneed. Um pushing Jack, uh, with 15 majors and what he's been able to accomplish with his win percentage and everything that he's done. Um, it would be fine. And Tiger, if he could be healthy and be able to be with his kids and, and walk his daughter down the aisle when she gets married and, um, those kinds of things, those are the things that are important. The game of golf is anticlimactic to a person's health and, uh, and their, and their life. And, um, you know, let's hope that everything goes well, that he doesn't have a problem with the first step of being able to walk and, and that type of thing. And then he doesn't have a problem with being able to play, play golf and then play competitive golf because we all want to see him back.
2: Yeah, of course we want to see him back. I, I'm interested in your comment that he's the greatest ever at 82 and 15. You know, I think there's going to be a lot of people that would argue jacket 70, 72 what two and, and eighteen. Seventy two and eighteen. But you know, again, that not not this isn't the time for that. That'll that'll play itself out over over time. Sure. But that that yeah, I mean there, it's a different it's a different eras. Uh, they're both amazing. And um, it's again just grateful he's healthy. So again what we know and we'll talk to Dr. Stimson about this coming up is that there's there's multiple compound fractures in the tibia and fibula, which is basically below the knee. And from what we can gather, probably that way on both legs, although worse on the right and the right ankle, that right foot, right ankle, leg area kind of seemed to take the most brunt of it. And so, as you said, yeah, you've got rods down there to stabilize it. They had to piece it all together. They're dressing mm-hmm. wounds because it was, it broke the skin. Infection is, could be, is, is a, certainly continues to be a, an issue. And then the, the, the screws and everything in the foot and the ankle. So, you know, I've heard some of the doctors talk about, you know, he might experience some arthritis. You know, in that ankle because yep. of that, you know, later on, which could be could be harmful or hurtful to him. But from a golf swing standpoint, if the worst of it is on the right side, that's actually better because you put more torque and and you you when you turn into that left side, I yep. think you can load up the right side, turn into the left side a little easier than than the opposite for a right-handed golfer. So uh, again, I, who knows, right? I mean, who knows? I think. You know, there was still a lot of questions as to how well he could play coming off a of fifth back surgery. Which, by the way, when you're healing from a back surgery, going through a traumatic car accident <laughs> is the last I thing know. you want to do, I right? Know.
3: Exactly. And you know, I also heard an orthopedic surgeon on the golf channel talk about uh the injuries and, and the injuries and sustained and where you can where you come back and and what's the worst part of a athlete's body as far as an injury is concerned. He said anything from the knee down is less critical in a person's life or or an athlete's life than anything from the knee up. Mm. And um, so I thought that was kind of interesting, but yet, you know, he has these serious injuries and from the accident. Uh, The other thing we didn't talk about is the compartment syndrome. So they had to cut open the muscle to be able to drain the fluid and blood out of it so that it can it can infuse with more blood so that that doesn't. Cause any type of um, the ability of that tissue dying to to lose a limb um, so there's a lot going on here but uh we're i in my opinion i am I know you are, and I think the golf world is grateful that uh that things aren't worse than they than they are right yeah, now. I'm,
2: glad, I'm just glad we didn't lose them, right? I mean, yes. I think, and yes. that was a gen, definitely a real possibility. As you said, the sheriff's deputy first on scene said he is lucky to be alive. And, you know, that when, when someone says that, you know, you that, that gets your attention real fast. Yep. And, and, and I thought it was pretty cool that he also mentioned modern vehicle safety, you know, with the cabin staying intact yep. and not crushing. Yep was was the reason he he lived as well and and mm-hmm. so i guess you know genesis did a good job with that vehicle that that it was able to save his life but anyway i'm sure more details about to me i'm really less interested in all the details and just really focused on the fact that he's going to heal tell me the details about how he's going to heal and yes. get better not so much the details about what all went down there because obviously it was an accident and he's not being from right now he's not there's not any reason to cite him for reckless driving also. And there was no indication of impairment. So all good things, just uh, really an unfortunate thing, and wishing Tiger all the best. When we come back, we're going to get some expert opinion from Dr. Kim Stimson, head orthopedic surgeon up in Kalispell, Montana, and our official Real Golf Radio orthopedic surgeon. He'll give us some details, and then we're going to uh, change gears a little bit. We're going to talk about the West Coast swing and most recently the LA Open, the playoff that came down, Tony Finau, Max Homa, and transition into WGC in the events this week in professional golf, including LPGA and Annika returning to competition after retirement uh, for at least this event. We'll talk about that all next as we continue. Thanks for joining us. Brian and Bob with you right here on Real Golf Radio. (laughs) Hotel Park City, along with the Spa and Ruth's Chris Steakhouse are open. Parents were tired, forced into homeschooling, juggling work at home and kids at home. Well, Take a staycation and escape to Hotel Park City. The pool's open, fitness center, bandanas grill, Roost Chris, the spa, and the golf course. From suites and the cottages that offer private hot tubs on the balcony and three fireplaces, you got to get away. To Hotel Park City, call 435-940-5077. That's 435-940-5077 for reservations today. before you buy it beginners are welcome come and learn from the experts at get some guns and ammo open
3: seven days a week you might know mountain land supply for its plumbing products but did you know mountain land supply also carries landscaping irrigation supplies and tools they can help you design and calculate the exact feet of pipe sprinkler heads and nozzles to use for your yard using smartphone technology you can even control your watering with state-of-the-art controllers for all your landscaping needs Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you.
2: This is Brian Taylor. In 22 years of hosting this show, the most life-changing experience I've had was getting LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. I met Dr. Philip Hoops and Dr. Phil Hoops Jr. over a decade ago. They helped me through the decision process of understanding what benefits I would experience and the various options I had to choose from. One thing was for sure, I was done with contacts and glasses. What a hassle. Not ideal for my lifestyle. Of course, I was nervous. It's your eyes after all. But the Hoops Vision free consultation was absolutely key. They were thorough and walked me through everything to put my concerns to rest and the day of the surgery was so easy really one of the simplest things I've gone through and it worked I could see instantly and 12 years later I haven't had any issues at all I can still see that tee shot land 300 yards down the fairway well you know close to 300 yards anyway schedule your free consultation today at hoopsvision.com join the list of happy patients like Mike Weir, Bruce and Boyd Summerhays, Bob Casper and me oh and mention Real Golf Radio and you'll save a thousand dollars off your LASIK procedure do it now at hoops vision.com
1: now back to real golf radio talking golf back when 300 yard drives were big for real here's brian and bob
2: All right, welcome back to the show. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you here on Real Golf Radio. And uh, as uh, we mentioned, we want to get a little more detailed professional opinion, and a lot of them out there right now, of course. And we're fortunate to have a good friend of ours who's the official orthopedic surgeon of Real Golf Radio. And, of course, he's the head of orthopedic surgery at Logan Health in Kalispell, Montana, and he's been to many places around the country uh, doing this very thing. Kim Stimson joining us right now. Hey, Kim, how are you? I'm good. I'm very good. Thank you. How are you? Good. I guess I should say doctor. How are you? I That's probably very doctor. casual, wasn't no. it? <laughs> Amongst friends. Oh, okay. All right. All right. I didn't know. <laughs> Dr. Kim Stimson joining us. Yes. <laughs> so we have had you on to talk about Tiger and injuries and surgeries that, in fact, most recently talking about the news when we found out about his fifth back surgery for which he was uh, is still recovering from. Uh, and then this unfortunate accident that occurred. I guess, um, you know, we, we've talked about the reactions. Everyone was uh, certainly in, in shock to, to hear about it. And then obviously the, the obvious concern for his health. Now that we know what we know, it's been a few days. Just take us through the injuries that he has, uh, experienced according to the reports. And, and what does that actually mean? And what is he going through right now?
9: Oh, so I think we all know he was involved in a single car rollover accident at, at speed. I don't know how fast, but anything like that is is high velocity and high energy. And he was trapped in his car, had to be extricated through the windshield, I believe, with yep. with some, the tools that they use. Initially, they think they said jaws of life, but I think, I don't think that was necessary, but but in any way, uh, had to be extracted had multiple injuries, uh, and from what we gather, you know, he had an open tibia fracture, some, uh, some fractures about his foot and ankle on the same leg, I believe. Um, and, and other injuries, I'm sure too, multiple bruises and contusions always happen when that kind of thing happens. Um, but those were the kind of the important immediate attention injuries that we understand. That he had, uh, he went to surgery shortly thereafter. After the extrication, taken immediately to I think uh, UCLA Harbor Medical Center, which is a trauma okay. center there. And then uh, I'm sure a I'm sure a, a workup was done of all of his injuries. He had studies done to evaluate him. Uh, probably x-rays and CT scans uh, prior to going into the OR, and then went to the OR, which is very appropriate uh, for open fractures uh, to be washed out, irrigated, debrided, and then fixed uh, in an appropriate fashion. And it sounds like he had an IM nail or an intramedullary nail put in his tibia, and then various screws and pins and plates were used to fix his foot and ankle. And then he also had what we call a fasciotomy, uh, which is a release of the fascia around a muscle that can become very tense uh, after trauma like this, and it can compromise blood supply to the muscle as well as the nerves and actually cause some very serious problems after the injury. So fasciotomies are something that are done in trauma situations where there's been significant damage to a muscle compartment that requires the release of that fascial compartment so that blood can actually perfuse the muscle and the nerves and preserve the leg so so those are significant injuries that he had that we know about uh,
3: so so you you spoke about you spoke about the injuries um, the the community what's it called the comminuted Commuted. Commut- commut- yeah fractures which is which is splintering so to speak correct yes it, it of the bone uh, of the bone, and that involves pieces
9: more than two pieces right. usually, and, and it can right. be five pieces or twenty pieces. I mean, it, it depends. But a comminuted fracture is not just a simple break that you put together and it stays in place. There's some there's some instability usually involved with a comminuted fracture as well.
3: So. Yeah, and and we know, and open open fractures are basically what we know as little kids, compound fractures, where the bone comes to right, the skin.
9: Yeah, okay. yeah compound is a, is a description that's been used for a long time. I think the open fracture describes it a little better.
3: It means yeah. that the bone has been exposed to the environment, basically. And then you said, uh, you you basically talked about all these these injuries and then the compartment syndrome. What type of does that throw into the mix as far as the compartment syndrome as compared to all the other injuries too? So the compartment syndrome can happen in
9: trauma to a leg or an arm um, or a foot or hand for that matter. And that's simply when the, it, it can happen with fractures. It can happen with a bad bruise, believe it or not, where the swelling is so significant uh, that it actually prevents blood from going into that muscle compartment. And without blood, the muscle dies, and so do the nerves. And so you can be left with dead muscle, dead nerves, and basically a, a leg and a foot or anything below the injury uh, is can be severely compromised by that type of injury. So when it's identified, uh, we and there's various ways to do that, but when it's identified or suspected, then we release that compartment, basically open it up, make some incisions over it, and release that fascia so that the muscle and swelling can expand, and that blood can perfuse that compartment. So. Interesting.
2: That doesn't sound pleasant. Uh, of no. course, none of this does. Uh, so, I, I imagine this is probably several hours that it took and it almost sounds like, you know, they had to piece him back together in those certain areas. So with that understanding and we got screws and pins in his ankle and foot from what, what has been reported um, the, the, the multiple breaks in the, the the tibia and fibula area and then dealing with the, the fascia that you're talking about releasing that pressure when that is all said and done as far as as horrific as all of that is. And traumatic as all of that is, how routine, I guess, is the procedure, and how likely is the recovery from something injuries such as that?
9: So, both fortunately and unfortunately, uh, these procedures are quite routine, uh, especially in a trauma center like uh, UCLA Harbor uh, Medical Center. This is this is kind of what they do. Uh, so these these procedures are fairly routine um they happen a lot and the surgeons and medical professionals that deal with this uh, are in tune to these things and have various protocols to follow and so they're it this kind of thing is routine in, in a very blunt sense now that doesn't mean that every fracture is routine and every fracture and injury has its little special things about it that that you have to deal with, but but having much familiarity with those things, these surgeons are very, very adept at dealing with them, and I'm sure they did a great job. And uh, and so as this goes on, what do we expect? Well, there's, there's always worries about infection with open fractures. There's always worry about... Uh, infection with fasciotomies that we've talked about that's leaving on open wound basically for several days to up to a couple of weeks sometimes uh, waiting for that to resolve. And then you get into the covering of that. And sometimes you can close the wound that you've made when the swelling goes down enough, but sometimes, and, and this happens frequently, that it has to be grafted with a skin graft. So that's another process that takes time. Um, and then you wait for the fracture to heal. Um, so you make sure everything's still alive. Uh, Sometimes, you know, not by alive, I mean muscles and nerves. Right. Um, you're, you can, it wouldn't surprise me that Tiger might go back to the OR two or three times over the next few days to, to have the irrigation and washout and debridement of uh, the wounds and any tissue that might not be a good viable condition. So, and then eventually you you close the wound that you've made uh, or you have to graft it. And that just lengthens uh, the immediate recovery. Uh, so we expect these fractures to heal. And it's very likely that, that they will heal. Uh, it's likely that Tiger will need some other procedures in the near future and maybe in the distant future as well uh, to deal with these and they resolve. And, and, you know, as we talk about this, I expect him to walk again. I I expect him to play golf again. Um, and, and then, and then we see, will
3: he be able to compete at the level he demands of himself? So, so yeah. So, so having a, an injury and, and an accident like this and the surgery and everything like that, first of all, um, like you said, um, the the most important thing is if if he's going to walk again, um, and the second most important thing, and what everybody wants to know, is he going to play golf again, and will he play it at the best, um, you know, uh, and compete at at the highest level again. There was one other player that recently, when t- when this happened to Tiger, um, he came out and said that he had similar type of injuries with an accident that he was in. He was a tour player, and he said. The mm-hmm. injuries didn't prevent him or didn't affect him much with his golf swing. Where it affected him was walking on the golf course day in and day out and competing while walking on the golf course. That That's what really caused him the most discomfort and pain and and basically took him out of being able to play professional golf again.
9: The, the, yes, and that's pretty spot on, Bobby. Um, you know, we, I think we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Alex Smith had – yeah. a similar situation, and I think it's well documented all the things he went through and eventually and and returned to play professional football at the highest level and so it certainly is possible uh to do these things and and we don't have to you know remember Phil Mickelson broke his femur skiing um as an early professional I believe um uh, yep. back in the nineties and you know his career's been stellar with a broken leg that's healed um you know, we all remember Ben Hogan um, yep. back in the 50s uh, when had that terrible automobile accident and it took him a year to get back um, and I, I just read his, uh, an autobiography or a, not an autobiography, biography but a biography about him last summer and the things he went through to return to play and and walking on the golf course was just the hardest thing for him to do and yeah, Tiger may struggle walking the golf course. That The swing may be You know, not that big a deal. But walking the golf course and doing that uh, will be maybe his biggest challenge.
2: Dr. Simpson, we appreciate you coming on. I guess before we let you go, and you don't know the full extent of the injuries, you weren't there, obviously, but – what would you suspect or when timeline uh, for Tiger, you know, just take us through kind of briefly a timeline of when he might be discharged from the hospital, when he might, you know, be able to walk again. And, you know, when, when might he actually be able to start, you know, going through the process of uh, preparing for, for golf again?
9: So recovery starts right after treatment in many ways. So he will start therapy kind of as soon as the immediate issues with dealing with his fracture and dealing with potential infections and the fasciotomies are completed. He will have protected weight bearing for, for weeks, I suspect uh, on average. And this is just an average number. It's about 20 weeks to 24 weeks for a tibia fracture to heal pretty completely. Foot and ankle fractures follow maybe a little shorter route than that, but can take as long. And then it's an issue of, what are, the, what are the remnants of this? How much of his foot and ankle are affected? Um, will they be normal? Uh, they'll heal, but will they be normal and will he have normal motion? So I suspect within probably you know, a month or maybe two months, he'll be putting weight on his foot and ankle, depending on the nature of the fractures, and then progressively weight-bearing over the next several months to complete weight-bearing, I sus I suspect if all goes well, in, in probably four months, he'll be walking on this and beginning more rehab. Um, and so hopefully maybe six months, he's kind of feeling okay. Um, and then I, I suspect probably it's going to be a good year before he is kind of ready to compete on the tour. Uh, and And that's, you know, is his back going to recover? I mean, we've kind of forgotten about the back surgery he had a couple months ago. Um, and there may be other... Will that, will may that be help other, him all this
3: time off? Will that help his back, too, if it didn't get re, uh, re-injured?
9: Yeah, the rest should help him. Uh, although he's going to, he's not going to be able, he may, excuse me, he may not be able to do the rehab required for his back uh, to recover right now because of his injuries. That'll limit some of that, too, so... It, They all kind of play a a very, uh, very mixed role in everything that's going on. It's it's not an easy problem. And we, you know, nobody's talked about other things that may have happened to him. uh, uh, Because when you roll your car over and it stops all of a sudden, a lot of things can get hurt. Uh, Unfortunately, nothing has been, you know, nothing's been mentioned. And I hope that means nothing really bad is going on there, too.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We all hope for the best for sure. Dr. Kim Stimson, head of orthopedic surgery at Logan health in Kalispell, Montana, our official real golf radio orthopedic surgeon. Thank you so much for spending the time with us and giving us that in-depth analysis of what possibly tigers going through based on the information that we know. And uh, we certainly uh, appreciate your perspective and insights.
9: My pleasure. Always good talking to you, Bobby and Brian.
2: Yeah, good to be with you. We'll do it again soon. Dr. Kim Stimson joining us here on Real Golf Radio. And I really appreciate that and certainly continue wishing Tiger speedy recovery and all the best. So I guess, Bob, we might be looking at uh, Masters 2022 for a possible return for Tiger Woods. (laughs) But, hey, we'll we'll see. Uh, Obviously, a lot to be unfolded before that comes around. We'll take a short break. We'll continue the conversation. Thanks for being with us right here on Real Golf Radio.
5: Building a driver to deliver more speed isn't new. The way we're doing it is. We're pushing artificial intelligence to go even further. The new Jailbreak AI Speed Frame is designed to promote faster ball speeds across the face. It's a structural shift in design, delivering performance in a way you've never seen. We're not just building drivers. We're framing the future of speed. Only in the new Epic
2: Drivers from Callaway. unlike anything you've experienced before
4: for over two decades first tee has created experiences that build character we believe every kid deserves to feel supported safe to try something new and to be prepared for what comes next we develop their swing but more importantly their inner strength because we know what's inside doesn't just count it changes the game
2: Come join us at First Tee. Visit firsttee.org. I
6: started Folds of Honor above my garage 13 years ago because 90% of spouses and children of killed or disabled U.S. service members receive no federal education assistance. Our mission has never wavered. We honor their sacrifices by educating their legacy. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thanks to you, I will be a construction engineer. An elementary school teacher.
4: Thank you for helping me fulfill my dream of going to med
6: school. We're able to award these scholarships because patriots like you refuse to turn your back on the cost of freedom. Join the Folds of Honor squadron today. Your $13 a month will help ensure we never turn military families away. This is your call to duty.
4: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor.
10: Thanks to people like you, I know my dad is not forgotten.
7: Born from 10 years of research and innovation, the shaft, synonymous with high performance and unrivaled feel, is back. Introducing the all new Matori X from Fujikura. Built to amplify the performance of today's driver heads with a reinforced bias core and a torsionally stiffened handler, Matori X doesn't just add speed and stability, it multiplies it. Get custom fit from Matori X today.
1: You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob.
2: All right, welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper. Thanks so much to Dr. Kim Stimson for joining us and giving us some insight there. Appreciate that. And uh, this segment, by the way, is brought to you by Odyssey Golf. You know, it didn't take long this week at the Puerto Rico Open. The 2-ball 10 is the number one putter model in the entire field, and there are more Odyssey putters in play than any other brand. 57 Odyssey putters, the nearest competitor, 40. Check out the new 2-ball 10 putters as well as all of the offerings at odysseygolf.com and again we appreciate you being with us here a um, couple of uh, updates uh, on tiger woods uh, of course he has uh, been moved to cedar sinai bob I, I guess that's a good i don't know if there's good news bad news in that but he, he's been moved to cedar sinai now and uh he, you know he's he, just part of his continued uh, treatment
3: yeah they're saying it's probably going to take about another week before he's able to go back home to florida um, transported back there, and he'll continue on with his uh, rehab and any type of, of the things that he needs to do to uh, to heal from that. But Cedar Sinai is known as a hospital. It's a little bit closer to Los Angeles. It it caters a little bit more to professional athletes and celebrity, and um, they are known for their rehab and all of their um, their things that they can do to um, help somebody heal when they've had to deal with injuries like this or when they've had to have surgeries and that kind of thing. So um, they, they just moved him from that trauma one uh, facility there at UCLA. He's at Cedars-Sinai now. And then in about a week, he'll probably be heading home.
2: Okay. Continued wishing him the best, of course. Let's shift gears now and um, let's go to the PGA Tour of the WGC event in Florida taking place at concession. The caddy told us the members call it concussion, uh, and uh, that because it's difficult and a, and a challenging golf course, it's proved to be that. But Brooks Kepka, you know, coming off a win in Phoenix, here he is now, a 67-66. He's at 11-under par. He's got a one-shot lead on Cam Smith and Billy Horschel, as well as Colin Morikawa, who came in at 64 in round number yep. two. But Billy Ho, man, I haven't heard from him for a while. Good for him jumping up in the mix, just a shot back. And then Tony Finau right there, just two shots back at 9-under, continuing his great play
3: yeah tony's tied for fifth he's along with webb simpson and matthew fitzpatrick then patrick reed is at eight under eight under par and uh he is currently tied for eighth with kevin Kisner. and then louis ustazen and uh, abraham answer tied for 10th another uh another 64 was shot today after shooting 77 yesterday bryson DeChambeau came back, back with 64 today and he is currently at three under par 7764
2: bob i mean you talk about back to back rounds shots. That, that's a huge swing yeah i i you i mean it is. i kind of chuckled a little bit you know the first day i don't know why i really have nothing against bryson but i do kind of chuckle because he he's working so hard to do things uh, that are against norm, I guess, um, yeah. Yeah. that are unique, right? And, and he, he's, mm-hmm. he's finding a better way. But boy, when you look at that scorecard and the back nine in round number one, he goes bogey, bogey, par, par, bogey, par, triple birdie. And uh, that, that's a 41. And then he drops another, you know, three bogeys on the back and three birdies are on the front, his, his second nine. So yeah, 77, 64. That's pretty remarkable.
3: Yeah, you know, the interesting thing about this golf course is it kind of neg- negates his driving distance or his ability to hit the golf ball a long, long ways. Even though Florida c- courses are relatively open, they don't have a ton of deep rough on them, um, he's not able to take advantage because there are bunkers and water hazards on this golf course that are are difficult to maneuver around. So he's not hitting his driver uh, predominantly as he would every hole in a normal tournament. His accuracy 64%, which means that he's hitting it a little bit more in the fairway. And uh Greens and regulation only 50% in the first round. Um, and uh and did not putt well in the first round. So having said that, about the same driving distance, driving accuracy up to seventy eight percent, greens in regulation thirty three percent or or sixty six percent, and his strokes game putting which is what we've always talked about with Bryson DeChambeau. If the putter's going well, he does well. Um, He gained almost three and a half strokes on the greens today.
2: Well, he's going to have to do something if he's going to turn around 13 shots round over round. So, look, if he continues to pour that on, he's going to run away with this thing. If he picks up 13 shots again tomorrow... (laughs)
3: <laughs> no, uh, I don't think so
2: Yeah, I don't know that that's going to happen uh, in, no. in the other uh, category of golf sucks uh, How about Victor Hovland you know, A year ago he won the Puerto Rico Open Now he's earned his spot into the WGC having a, having a day Goes along and rips off five consecutive birdies On his first nine The back nine there at concession From 11 to 15 Just straight birdies, circles on the card And then uh, parse out uh, What does he rip off that Nine straight pars and then he goes with back-to-back birdies at 7 and 8, his 16th and 17th holes, and then his final hole, the ninth, the par 4. Bob, how did a snowman happen in this crazy (laughs) time there for Victor
3: Hovland at his 18th hole? Yeah, when he was a 7-under for the day. So what happened was he hit it in the fairway, he missed his second shot just to the right of the green, and it bounced down the hill and went into some palmetto bushes. But he was able to get in there and kind of maneuver... Took him a little while. He was kind of maneuver and, and he hit it out and it went across the green and went into the went into the bunker on the left side of the green. He hit his next shot instead of hitting towards the back of the green or whatever. He hit his next shot at the hole again, kind of hit it thin, went across the green, down the slope again, and went further under the palmetto bushes. He ended up having to take a unplayable eye. After that unplayable eye, he went to pitch it up to the green. And uh, it came up short and turned around and came right back down to his feet, pitched it up about eight or nine feet past and made that for a snowman.
2: One putt for an eight congratulations on the one, one putt for an eight yeah it drops yeah. him from seven under par to three under par <laughs> at halfway point of this thing i mean what just just pile that one under golf sucks and then i guess under covid sucks you, you know you go all the way to the bottom and there's matthew wolf with a wd after an 83 bob you you look at this card yeah i mean this is not what you expect from any tour player let alone someone that's been playing you know well uh the last year in matthew wolf but i mean it's just it, it's kind of hard to even look at it You know, you got a triple on one, followed by a bogey on two, bounce back with a little birdie on four, bogey at six, birdie at eight, shoots three over par on the front, on the back nine, bogey's 11, 12, double the par five at 13, makes a snowman on 15, which is a par four, so a quadruple bogey, followed by a double bogey, and then a birdie at 17 and 18 to shoot 83, and then he... Basically, wouldn't talk to anybody and then withdrew, giving no reason. So there's an interesting article on Golf Channel um, talking about how really it's, you know, and I don't know exactly where the sources are coming from, but apparently this is this isolation that covid has provided is being really been really difficult on Matt, Matt Wolf who would be a senior in high school or senior in college right now and he doesn't have a wife and kids to go home to and and try to you know cool down from and have perspective he's really by himself he's isolated the the tours policies don't allow him to go out to restaurants and bars and things like that and a lot of those are sort of closed down anyway so it's it's a challenging thing. I don't know exactly all the things that are going on there, but uh, it's very, very strange and certainly um, goes to show the toll that some of these things that we have to deal with are taking on on our young people.
3: Yeah, and, you know, Matthew Wolf is a great player. He's won on the PGA Tour. Um, he's one of the new guys that is out on tour, the young guys that um, have really uh, jumped out on tour out of college and, and won golf tournaments quickly. Um, unfortunately, you know, uh, well, fortunately he's made a bunch of money on the PGA tour and I'm sure he's op- with all of this, he's opened himself up to to some ridicule because other people aren't, aren't able to do, um, what he's able to do and make the money he's able to make. But it's, it's a sad story to hear, um, him struggling with those types of things and any type of, uh, you know, maybe depression or anxiety or anything like that.
2: All right, it's uh, still in Florida. The LPGA playing the GameBridge LPGA. How about Lydia Ko, who makes her home there as well at uh, Lake Nona, along with Annika mm-hmm. Sorenstam, who made the cut in her first event back yep. from she retirement, sure which is uh, great to see. So we'll update you more on this after a short break. Thanks for joining us. This is Real Golf Radio. <laughs> Before you buy it, beginners are welcome. Come and learn from the experts at Get Some Guns and Ammo, open seven days a week.
3: 2020 has been a lesson in the unexpected, but the real estate market has adapted to the new normal. I'm Bob Casper from Real Golf Radio and the Casby Real Estate Group. With trends we've seen and the COVID vaccine, it helps us to make predictions for 2021. So here's what you can expect. Interest rates will continue to be low. Home values and prices will continue to rise for now. And there's going to be more new construction. No one can predict the future but we have the experience to develop a unique plan just for you. So let's talk. Send an email to Bob at com. That's Bob at K-A-S-B-Y realestate.com. Temperatures are dropping, and you know what that means. Frozen pipes, busted sprinklers, and worse. Turn to the experts at Mountainland Supply to get you the right products for your yard. That will last this time. Mountainland Supply is an exclusive Rainbird golf distributor in Utah. That means the golf pros and superintendents trust Mountainland Supply and Rainbird for their sprinklers, controllers, pipe, and everything they need to irrigate their golf courses. Shop where the pros shop. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest to you.
2: This is Brian Taylor. In 22 years of hosting this show, the most life changing experience I've had was getting LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. I met Dr. Philip Hoops and Dr. Phil Hoops Jr. over a decade ago. They helped me through the decision process of understanding what benefits I would experience and the various options I had to choose from. One thing was for sure, I was done with contacts and glasses. What a hassle. Not ideal for my lifestyle. Of course, I was nervous. It's your eyes after all. But the Hoops Vision free consultation was absolutely key. They were thorough and walked me through everything to put my concerns to rest and the day of the surgery was so easy really one of the simplest things I've gone through and it worked I could see instantly and 12 years later I haven't had any issues at all I can still see that tee shot land 300 yards down the fairway well you know close to 300 yards anyway schedule your free consultation today at hoopsvision.com join the list of happy patients like Mike Weir, Bruce and Boyd Summerhays, Bob Casper and me oh and mention Real Golf Radio and you'll save a thousand dollars off your LASIK procedure do it now at hoops vision.com
1: you're listening to real golf radio now back to brian and bob all right
2: welcome back to the show brian and bob with you here on real golf radio thanks so much to dr kim Stimson joining us here in our number one still to come on the back nine jaime diaz from golf channel will stop by and visit with us we'll ask him among other things his uh I guess, experience uh, that he had on the air during Tiger Woods' mm-hmm. in- accident and how it all unfolded, as well as his thoughts on Tony Finau and how he's playing right now. We'll talk about uh, Jaime Diaz. Also, America's favorite caddy stops to weigh in as well. And we ran out of time before that last segment, continuing with a, a quick check of the leaderboard. Bob, they're done in Puerto Rico. Uh, they're down in Puerto Rico, I should say. Uh, playing the opposite field event, even though they're calling it another event, it's essentially opposite, because whoever wins, they're going to get a win, but they're not going to get an invitation to the Masters.
3: No, they won't get an invitation to the Masters, but they will get an invitation to the Tournament of Champions uh, winner's event every year. But Brandon Wu is at 11 under par. He's got a one-shot lead over Greg Chalmers, who's at 10 under par, and then Brendan Grace at 9, along with Rafael Campos, and Johnny Vegas is at 8. So, um and a few more guys at eight under par. So they're, uh, they're playing some good golf down there in Puerto Rico right now.
2: All right, we'll talk about Champions Tour, Phil Mickelson playing there this week at the Color Guard. We'll get into all that on the Back Nine, hour number two when we continue. Thanks for joining us. Brian and Bob with you right here on Real Golf Radio.
8: You're listening to the Sports Byline USA Broadcast
1: Network.
7: USA Radio News with Lance Pride.
12: The Democratic-controlled House of Representatives will attempt to push through President Biden's $1.9 trillion coronavirus aid bill on Friday. The bill has some money for hurting Americans because of the pandemic, but the bill is mostly filled with non-pandemic money for foreign governments, federal employees getting $21,000 each, and bridges most Americans will never use in their lifetime. President Biden will visit Texas on Friday as the state works to recover from a devastating winter storm that caused serious damage to homes and businesses, left millions without power or clean water for days, and killed at least two dozen people. The Conservative Political Action Conference, or CPAC, will ramp up Friday with a focus on the Constitution as a slew of high-profile Republicans speak on how the Bill of Rights can apply to modern America. President Trump will address the gathering on the final day over the weekend with a forward-moving speech. USA Radio News.
11: Balance of Nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life
0: at a time.
8: The product that you have given me here is, as far as I'm concerned, sent to me from heaven. I love it a great deal. It's hard to find anything that's real nowadays. I enjoy it immensely. It's making my life so much better. I feel so much better. And During this pandemic, I have no worries whatsoever. My immune system has got to be at a top-notch level. I don't seem to get colds or anything. I don't know what getting sick is anymore. This is so cool.
11: Experience the Balance of Nature difference for yourself. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 800-246-8751. That's 800-246-8751. Or by going to balanceofnature.com. And make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code USA.
12: The United States attacked buildings in eastern Syria on Thursday. John Clemens from the Texas USA Radio News Bureau reports.
1: U.S. forces launched airstrikes against facilities in eastern Syria. They were used in a series of rocket attacks over the last several days, targeting U.S. and coalition personnel in Iraq. Pentagon Press Secretary John Kirby said the strikes destroyed multiple facilities at a border control that was being used by a number of Iranian-backed militia groups. One of those attacks on February 15th claimed the life of an American contractor. The so-called Guardians of Blood Brigade claimed responsibility for that attack.
12: Pentagon Press Secretary John Kirby in a statement called the U.S. operation a proportionate military response. U.S. District Judge John Baker in Texas on Thursday ruled that the federal moratorium on evictions is unconstitutional. The court in the Eastern District of Texas stopped short of issuing a preliminary injunction. USA Radio News.
6: Hi, this is Wyatt Cox. Each and every day, the USA Radio Network produces three hours of the greatest radio programs of all time, comedies, drama suspense. It's all there. Classic Radio Theater. Now, if your radio station doesn't carry the program, you can find them anywhere podcasts are served, including iHeartRadio, Spotify, Spreaker. Just search for USA Classic Radio Theater. Find it. USA Classic Radio Theater. You'll
12: love it. While lawmakers in Washington, D.C. haggle over minimum wage, Costco is doing their employees one better. Wendy King from the USA Radio News Bureau's Pacific Northwest reports.
10: Costco says it's raising its hourly minimum wage to $16 an hour for its U.S. employees amid ongoing debate among lawmakers on raising federal hourly minimum wages to $15 an hour. Costco CEO Craig Jelinek said during a Senate budget hearing committee that the wage will go to $16 an hour. Employees have the opportunity to receive annual wage increases. Amazon has raised its starting wage to $15 an hour in 2018, and Target has raised its minimum wage to $15 last year. Walmart announced it's going to raise its minimum wage to $13 an hour. The House is planning to vote on Friday on President Biden's $1.9 trillion coronavirus relief package. And while it has enough support to pass the House, Democratic Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia and Kristen Cinema of Arizona have threatened to oppose the stimulus package over the provision to raise the minimum wage.
12: The Senate parliamentarian ruled that a plan to gradually increase the federal minimum wage to $15 an hour by 2025 does not fit. The complicated rules that govern budget bills in the Senate. Boogity, boogity, boogity. NASCAR invades Miami, Florida Sunday. The Dixie Vodka 400 starts at 3 30 p.m. Eastern on Fox and Motor Racing Network. Next week, NASCAR moves into Las Vegas, Nevada. For USA Radio News, I'm Lance Pry. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate,
0: indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so,
1: The second nine, the finishing holes, the closing stretch, it starts now. Here's the back nine, our number two of Real Golf Radio. With the steady, stripe it down the middle, make every putt because it's in your blood, Bob Casper, and that better lucky than good handled dragon flipper, Brian Taylor. Here's Brian and Bob.
2: Hey there, welcome in. It's the Back Nine, hour number two of Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor alongside Bob Casper. Always a pleasure to have you alongside, and we had a fun hour number one. Great to have Dr. Kim Stimson join us to give us some insights on, uh, you know, what Tiger's facing. Uh, the challenges that he's going to be undergoing, and really insightful and educational. If you missed it, you can check it out on our Twitter feed, at Real Golf. We'll post that for you there, or wherever your favorite podcast is found. You can also uh, check us out on SiriusXM, iHeartRadio, i. Tune in everywhere you would find uh, your favorite podcast coming up here on the back nine hour number two. We're going to welcome in Jaime Diaz from Golf Channel. Talk about his experience being on the air as it all unfolded around Tiger Woods. Also, we will uh, talk to him about Tony Finau and his play last week losing in a playoff. To uh, Max Homa at the LA Open, back at it again, playing well again this week mm-hmm. at the WGC event. And we'll welcome in America's favorite caddy as well. Bob, there's, you know, when, when you look at it, and we'll get into Tony a little bit more, but man, it, you know, for a guy that is seeming to get a lot of criticism for not being able to quote unquote get it done, if you will, if you want to call shooting 64 to get into a playoff on Sunday, not getting it done. Um, you know the guy's got three straight runner-up finishes. Before that, it was the fourth place, mm-hmm. and he's in contention again. He, there's, there's no question about it. There's no argument that Tony is playing some phenomenal golf right now.
3: Well, he's feeling really comfortable with his game right now, striking the ball well, um, driving it fair, pretty well, and uh, and and hitting some nice shots in the greens. And and the thing that's really cool about what he's doing is he's starting to get more and more comfortable with the putter. He's moved away from. The ball a little bit further, and it's allowed him to probably see the line a little bit better and be a little bit more consistent with his putting. And so, having done that, he's able to make some putts. The thing I liked about what Tony was able to do is he was he was able to make two birdies coming down the stretch on the 16th and 17th holes. Not easy putts, little little right to lefters, one downhill, one uphill, but he made those when. The week before, or a couple weeks before when he was in contention, he made a couple bogeys. So I think he's learning, getting through the process, and we're going to see some good stuff from Tony Finau.
2: You know when you when you take a look at his stats, they're really good. I mean, he's tenth in birdie average. He's fifth in scoring average 69, 69.58, which is phenomenal. He's sixth in FedEx Cup points and seventh in official money two point six four six already. Thirteenth in the world golf ranking, and as you pointed out last hour, uh, he has moved yeah. up to sixth in the Ryder Cup standings, which is a big goal mm-hmm. for Tony Fino. And who knows, maybe a WGC title awaits. Uh, The big man coming up later this weekend. We'll take a short break and get into it all next, right here on hour number two of Real Golf Radio. This is Brian Taylor. In 22 years of hosting this show, the most life changing experience I've had was getting LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. I met Dr. Philip Hoops and Dr. Phil Hoops Jr. over a decade ago. They helped me through the decision process of understanding what benefits I would experience and the various options I had to choose from. One thing was for sure, I was done with contacts and glasses. What a hassle. Not ideal for my lifestyle. Of course, I was nervous. It's your eyes after all, but the Hoops Vision free consultation was absolutely key. They were thorough and walked me through everything to put my concerns to rest. And the day of the surgery was so easy. Really, one of the simplest things I've gone through, and it worked. I could see instantly. And 12 years later, I haven't had any issues at all. I can still see that tee shot land 300 yards down the fairway. Well, you know, close to 300 yards. Anyway, schedule your free consultation today at HoopsVision.com. Join the list of happy patients like Mike Weir, Bruce and Boyd Summerhays, Bob Casper and me. Oh, and mention Real Golf Radio and you'll save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Do it now at Hoops vision.com
5: to get your highest performing tour ball you need to build it with the highest quality to get the highest quality you need to pass more than 150 consistency checkpoints and to guarantee your tour ball has a more centered core you need unique 3d x-ray that's why one tour ball is more centered than another and it might not be who you'd think chrome soft This ball really does change everything.
7: Born from 10 years of research and innovation, the shaft synonymous with high performance and unrivaled feel is back. Introducing the all-new Matori X from Fujikura. Built to amplify the performance of today's driver heads with a reinforced bias core and a torsionally stiffened handle, Matori X doesn't just add speed and stability. It multiplies it. Get custom fit from Montori X today.
2: Unlike
5: anything you've experienced before, building a driver to deliver more speed isn't new. The way we're doing it is. We're pushing artificial intelligence to go even further. The new Jailbreak AI speed frame is designed to promote faster ball speeds across the face. It's a structural shift in design, delivering performance in a way you've never seen. We're not just building drivers, we're framing the future of speed. Only in the new Epic drivers from Callaway.
1: Now back to Real Golf Radio with Brian and Bob. All right,
2: welcome back, Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper. A segment brought to you by Callaway and the new Epic line of drivers fairway woods and hybrids check them out at CallawayGolf.com and uh, we appreciate you being with us uh we've got a good hour for you jaime diaz will join us coming up here in just a few minutes also america's favorite caddy will regale us with stories and insights that only the caddy can provide and uh, we'll look forward to hearing from him. <laughs> we'll look forward to hearing from him coming up and jaime i mean no you know bob one of the things 22 years doing this show And one of the, my favorite things is the relationships and the people that we've gotten to meet, including the caddy. But I mean, Jaime is just such a good guy and I'm really happy for him that his career has uh, sort of evolved from journalist to commentator now on golf channel. He's loving it. It's different. Never something he thought he would be doing at this point in time of his career, but he's having a great time doing it. And I think he does really well.
3: He does do great. Um, he, uh, he's a guy that, that is well-versed, um, knows a lot of people. Um, he's, um, he's got a good heart and, and he just, he loves the game of golf and loves talking to people and loves hearing the stories of things that are going on. And he, and he roots for players. And I, that's what I like, really like about Jaime.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think he understands the human nature of it, right? It's not all just, uh, X's and O's type thing. So we'll, we'll hear from Jaime coming up. Yep. Uh, speaking of X's nose though, though, players measured by their scorecards and put into the leaderboard and the WGC being played this week at concession in Florida. Brooks Kepka coming off of his win in Phoenix. Here he is again leading at the halfway point. Bob, it's just, obviously it's a great leaderboard because it's a WGC event, but good to see the players that are playing well there again.
3: Yeah, like you said, Brooks at 11 under par, Cameron Smith, Billy Horschel, and uh, Colin Morikawa all at 10 under par. Tony Finau at 9 along with Webb Simpson and Matthew Fitzpatrick. Good to see Tony right back there in the mix again How about after coming up short last week at the LA Open at the Genesis.
2: You know, it's it's interesting. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people that are being critical of Tony. But look, my, my I contend, and I don't need to defend him, by the way. Tony doesn't need me to defend him. He doesn't need anyone. He's perfectly fine with what he's doing. Obviously, he's anxious to get that second win. Uh, but his attitude mm-hmm. is always so good. Tony, if if there's anything that that I've been able to notice, it's the left to right putts. I've just watched, I've I've sort of keyed in on this, and the ones that are as a right-handed putter, for me anyway, it becomes the hardest to make because it tends to slide away from you. But the ones that are right to left, he's pouring them in. The ones that are left to right, he's... Catching and they're falling in at times, but not quite with the same assertion that you see when he's putting right to left. So uh, I'm sure I'm not the only one that's noticed that Tony, if he can start, you know, try to leave yourself those uphill right to lefters instead of those downhill left to righters, and you know, see what <laughs> happens. Right?
3: I mean, easier said than done. Yeah, I get the ball in the right position. But you know, the interesting thing is that uh, left to right putts, or when you're in contention guys seem to come up short with their putts. And it it seems like they never give them enough. So when you've got a left or righter and and it's maybe downhill a little bit, you, uh, you ease up on it a little bit. The ball misses a little low and, and short. And that's kind of what happened with him on the 10th hole. It only got to about pin high. Had he hit that putt a smidge firmer, Um, that ball would have gone right in the center of the hole.
2: The other interesting thing, you're exactly right, the other interesting thing about Tony, you would think that Tony would have the advantage. His biggest weapon is off the tee, And he actually is better in strokes gained to uh, uh, approach the green. Uh, Tony's a ball striker. He's underrated. He's really good. And uh, that's something that uh, I think he he is proud of. He's worked his way from being known as the long ball basher sideshow as a teenager to a complete player. And now it's just a matter of getting over the hump and picking up that W. We'll talk more about that with Jaime coming up. But uh, let's know. Look, they call it concussion there. The members do. It's a difficult golf course hovland i mean it, you know under i mentioned this you know the under golf sucks you know making that eight on the final hole yep. after being seven under par uh, that that's just a kick in the teeth no no two ways about it bryson dechambeau you know he got sort of kicked in the teeth in the first round he comes back 13 shots better in round number two how about that turnaround
3: yeah. 77 64 and he's you know he's figured out how to play the golf course now after the first round he's not hitting a lot of um drivers off the tee and uh so i mean you got you got to understand that you know in in on a golf course that's a little bit more wide open it's and and uh and even though it's got rough he can he can load up and and hit it long this type of golf course you have a lot of opportunities or different opportunities off the tees and uh and that kind of puts him a little bit uh uncomfortable off the tee ball
2: Lydia Ko, leading also in Florida at LPGA, Lake Nona. Annika Sornstrom, also a resident of Lake Nona. She makes the cut, even though she got a bad ruling. We'll talk about that with a caddy. Uh, Phil Mickelson playing this week at the PGA Tour Champions. It's Mike Weir, though, off to the hot start at 7-under par. He's got a one-shot lead. Uh, Phil Mickelson is four back. And he basically on his social media did his, one of his patented fireside chats. He had all of his conquistador helmets around him that he's won three times in Tucson. And he essentially guaranteed that he would win again this week.
12: Not, not say
2: he didn't say it. He wrote it on a little note, threw it in the fire for it to go in the universe and claims that that's how he's going to get the W. So we will see. But, uh, uh, he called his shot, he called his shot, but that's, That's classic feel. Hey, uh, coming up, we'll continue the conversation. Welcome in Jaime Diaz as uh, we roll on here. Hour number two, the back nine of Real Golf Radio. Before you buy it, beginners are welcome. Come and learn from the experts at Get Some Guns and Ammo, open seven days a week. This is Brian Taylor. In 22 years of hosting this show, the most life changing experience I've had was getting LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. I met Dr. Philip Hoops and Dr. Phil Hoops Jr. over a decade ago. They helped me through the decision process of understanding what benefits I would experience and the various options I had to choose from. One thing was for sure, I was done with contacts and glasses. What a hassle. Not ideal for my lifestyle. Of course, I was nervous. It's your eyes after all. But the Hoops Vision free consultation was absolutely key. They were thorough and walked me through everything to put my concerns to rest and the day of the surgery was so easy really one of the simplest things I've gone through and it worked I could see instantly and 12 years later I haven't had any issues at all I can still see that tee shot land 300 yards down the fairway well you know close to 300 yards anyway schedule your free consultation today at hoopsvision.com join the list of happy patients like Mike Weir, Bruce and Boyd Summerhays, Bob Casper and me oh and mention Real Golf
3: Radio and you'll save a thousand dollars off your LASIK procedure do it now at hoops
1: Now back to Real Golf Radio, talking golf back when 300-yard drives were big. For real, here's Brian and Bob.
2: Welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you. Thanks so much for being with us. This segment brought to you by Odyssey and the new 2-ball 10 putter. Check it out at odysseygolf.com. Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. And uh, certainly a big story continuing uh, to develop, really, in a lot of ways. I mean, here we are, the Puerto Rico Open being played this week. Uh, Tony Finau, his only win taking place there several years ago. Uh, he of course Tony not in the field he's playing WGC because he's one of the best players in the world and coming off a, a playoff loss at the LA Open to Max Homa another close one I mean add it all together that's three runner-up finishes in three consecutive events for Tony Finau and a fourth place finish in the event prior to that so a really good run and uh, we'll continue to talk more about Tony and uh, the state of the West Coast the tour and WGC but first uh, we welcome in our good friend from Golf Channel he's a great analyst and a veteran golf journalist Hi- Jaime Diaz joining us now. Hey, Jaime, how are you?
13: I'm good, Brian. Nice to be with you guys.
2: Great to be with you as always. We sure enjoy your analysis on Golf Channel. Uh, You do such a great job. Talk about how difficult that was to be on live television. With this accident um, report coming and unfolding and everything around Tiger this week, I mean, it was—I I was exhausted for you. I thought you guys did a fantastic <laughs> job, but—but but man, that—that's a—that's the tough part. It's—it's some—I don't want to say it's easy, but comparatively speaking, it's easy to sit and analyze a golf tournament. But when something like this, real life, is at stake, that's—it's—it's that's draining. It's a difficult situation, huh?
13: Well, you guys are veteran broadcasters. You know, I'm really not. I mean, I've only been doing this for years and you know, I feel very fortunate to to do it, uh, didn't envision me personally being the guy who would be on a lot when when something like that went down, but it was just because it happened in the afternoon, and there weren't a lot of other people in the studio, and, and they put Anna, Whiteley, and myself on. Anna's really poised and really controlled, and, you know, I felt very, um, very safe in her hands, so to speak, as far as knowing she could, you know, keep the pace going, and and ask the questions and bring me in when she thought it was suitable. So, but I was nervous about, gee, am I going to, you know, say the wrong thing or am I going to say the same thing over and over? Uh, But again, you know, we all go back so much with Tiger. Things do occur to you as you, as you're talking. And Mm -hmm. I just want to be careful uh, more than anything about, you know, speculating at that moment because the biggest problem was we didn't know very much for Mm -hmm. at least a couple of hours. And so, you know, it's tempting to kind of say, geez, um, there's this, there's that, that you know might relate to this and might not relate to this, and that I think is annoying to a lot of viewers, and, and also the wrong thing to do. So I had to use you know remind myself to be restrained there, but honestly I felt it, it was nerve wracking a little bit in the sense that I was looking at myself from outside myself and going, Jesus, you're on TV talking like you know they do an election night where they're talking like for five hours straight, you know, and I watch those shows a lot but on the other hand it was sort of a thrill to actually say i i had that experience
3: yeah it's pretty uh pretty shocking uh for this to all happen and how it unfolded you know tuesday morning um you know with with everything that we know now it's it's going to be a little while before we see tiger back again and it's probably going to be a year i would think at at the at a minimum
13: yeah bob you know i think it's going to be hard to do for the golf world because we're also I say we all, but I mean, you know, collectively, the golf world just can't ever learn enough about Tiger. And part of that is because, you know, Tiger is not that forthcoming, and it's always, you know, the combination of him being so great and wanting to know more about him and him being so private and not wanting to let anything out, that creates this tension. But now this thing is obviously something where he needs, you know, probably to just go off by himself and heal. And and there's really nothing, honestly, to, to say about it until – you know, he's ready to kind of come back. If he does come back, he may not come back. And, you know, there's danger right now in the hospital There's you know, we saw with Alex Smith, all those infections. And, you know, again, would never wish that on anyone, of course, but he's not out of the woods. But it does seem as if what the initial, you know, uh, kind of, uh, I won't say prognostication, but, you know, just the initial trauma of of what we all saw made our minds go to something really, really serious. This is terrible in golf. Sense, but in a life sense, he's re- he's going to recover from this and and have a you know a good quality of life. My my guess is, and so again here I'm guessing, but the point being, um, there's two different things going on here. I think he's very fortunate in terms of his life and unfortunate in terms of his golf, but. Who knows? Maybe that can be rectified in a year or so.
2: Yeah, I mean, we all wish him the best for sure. It's interesting, Jaime, uh, Bob and I got phone calls to do, you know, um, real quick hits on the radio, and we took the same approach. It's like, look, you know, I don't really know any more than you do, but I'll be happy to come on and visit. And it was interesting because I got the question that I hadn't heard for several years, and it was, can the PGA Tour and golf survive without Tiger?, and I, this was a non-golf guy per se, uh, you know, but, but a guy that understands sports and he wasn't trying to be disingenuous, no, but, no. but it was yeah. interesting that he, you know, posed that question. I haven't even thought about that lately. To me, it feels like. You'll never replace a guy like Tiger Woods, and everybody appreciates and understands Tiger's place and what we're able to witness. But the golf is so good, in my opinion, right now. And by committee, it feels like there's plenty to hold up the PGA Tour with the stars and the quality of golf that we're seeing week in, week, in, week out. I'm just curious, you know, with, how would you respond to that, that question?
9: Well, I, I,
13: think, I think golf has to wean, wean itself off of Tiger, uh, you know, and it, I understand why. I think the casual fan is more susceptible to going, geez, what's Tiger doing? And I'm not interested in anybody else, but I think those of us who watch golf a lot do appreciate the level of play and the quality of the best stars. And, you know, Tiger influenced all those guys and you can see the remnants of Tiger's game in in their games. So it's not like Tiger's gone away because he he shaped the way people play. And he set a standard that these guys have all tried to reach. Now they're not Tiger and, Tiger's a once in a generation, more than a generation, probably once in a century type player. Um, but, the, but the game always goes on. I mean, we, you know, Hogan left a huge shadow, and, and Arnold Palmer came in and filled, you know, the the void if there was one. And and then Jack followed Arnold, and then gosh, you know, it's just on and on. Um, of course, Jack was there forever. But you know, even even the years when it was Faldo and Norman and and Curtis Strange, and people thought that was kind of a uh, lack of a of a singular figure, but I don't know. I, I always feel like as we look back, that was a very rich era as well. You and bet. so you know, it's one. It's wonderful when you have a a transcendent superstar like Tiger, but it's not the it's not the end of golf when he no longer is is going to be a, a prime um, you know sort of winner. So I, the way I look at it, I think golf's very healthy, and golf to me has always been and it'll never be one of the top three sports. And then that's not a knock on golf. It's just, it, it, it's just too much of a specialized game. And I think the fans that really appreciate it are the, are the ones that can play um, or have an opportunity to kind of learn about it on the golf course. And then the casual fan, the crossover fan that golf is trying to get, you're going to get some of those and you're going to appeal to them with the superstars. And I guess there's not quite as much interest because Tiger is such a transcendent figure among those people. But they're still not the people that carry the game. The people in terms of the fans, the core audience that carries the game is going to be interested in whoever is at the top and, and further down from that. And I think actually there's probably more really good players to watch now than ever. And in a way, it's a richer environment if you're interested in a lot of players.
3: You know, you, you mentioned about how how you can see a lot of, of the remnants of Tiger's game in the game of the youth on the PGA Tour right now. One of those guys is Tony Finau. Tony Finau has always said that Tiger was his role model, the guy that he looked up to, the guy um, like my dad. My dad loved Ben Hogan um, and yeah. uh, and was kind of the guy that he patterned his game after. Well, Tony's, uh, Tony's on a clip right now. He's played some great golf. Unfortunately, he missed out in the playoff last week at the L.A. Open, but in his last three starts, as Brian said, three seconds and a fourth and And that's traveling not only on the West Coast but all over the world. He went to Saudi Arabia and finished second. Um, your thoughts about Tony Finow and his game and where he's at right now uh on the p g a tour
13: Well, Tony is just so good and so gifted and so athletic, and the game physically for him is almost effortless i I feel sometimes I mean he just has fluidity and rhythm and strength and speed and athleticism, and you know all he lacks. Uh, in terms of being what he will eventually be, in my my mind is is the experience and the self knowledge of how to handle the competitive, you know, uh, down the stretch kind of play. And that doesn't mean that he's mentally weak or that he's lacking anything. He just hasn't done it enough and didn't grow up doing it enough to feel completely comfortable yet. And that doesn't mean again either that he's doing anything wrong. I mean, he shot sixty four at Riviera. How, how can you how can you say the guy didn't compete right. well and with that score. Uh and yet in the playoffs did not win. Now whatever that intangible that Tiger had that I'm sure you know, the first time I met Tony was at a Corn Ferry event. Of course it was probably the nationwide then. And at that time it was probably two thousand sixteen, might have been 2015. but Jordan Speed was doing all this miracle stuff. And I remember Tony going, you know, hey, I'm loving this game, but I'm just trying to figure out what a guy like Jordan has going on in his head that allows him to do that. And, you know, Tony's actually surpassed Jordan probably in terms of a week to week good player but I think Tony was never really exposed to that early winning and understanding you know that intangible feeling that you're that you're you're going to get it done somehow and uh, you know he's still searching to, to have that that I don't know if it's a confidence or just a certainty that you know it's not it's not it's not a mystery I think it's a, still a little bit of a mystery and he's solving it very I think Gradually and patiently and admirably, and I, I love that when you know he does suffer these tough losses, like at Phoenix a couple of, you know a year ago, and and now at, at Riviera, and in between you know several you know runner-up finishes, where he's been criticized for not making the big putt or anything. He's working on the right things. He's working on his putting. He's working on his short game. He's keeping his ball striking is excellent, and uh, he didn't go down the path of trying to hit the ball farther like Bryson. And he may, who knows uh, that. That, that style of play is it's still the jury's out on whether that's a, a good way to go or not. Um, but all I'm saying is there's just very little lacking. Uh, he's improving his putting. You can see it. And, you know, I I've talked to Boyd Summerhays and, and Tony is all in on knowing the scoring shots of those little things that save a shot, you know, on Thursday and Friday, and maybe you end up winning by three instead of being in a playoff. Uh, those are the things that are going to separate him. And I, I just feel like he's a young 31 and he's, you know, a guy with, a great attitude, love of the game, and he's got some, you know, real prime years coming up here. And sure, he didn't get the early start and start winning when he was 21, and, and like Tiger or Phil, and he's not going to get the 30 victories. But he could have still a great career of you know double digit w- wins and and you know multiple majors. I, I really believe he's that big time of a player. It just hasn't broken quite right for him yet. But as you guys know, the most important thing probably in, in golf for for a great player is Patience and resiliency, because no matter how good you are, you're not going to win more than a third of the time, even if you're the greatest superstar out there. Uh, So you have to learn to bounce back and you have to learn to, you know, let the game come to you and not force it and, and not get discouraged. And I think Tony's doing all those things really well
2: no doubt about it. Jaime Diaz Golf Channel joining us here on Real Golf Radio. It's interesting you would say, if if you asked 100 golfers, you know, at the 19th hole or whatever, is Tony Finau better off the tee or approach the green? I think 100% of them would say off the tee. He's actually 23rd in strokes gained off the tee. He's 10th in strokes gained approach the green. So that is something he's worked really hard on and an interesting study where Bryson and a lot of players are saying, how can I lengthen and and increase my distance? Tony's saying, I got distance for days. How do I rein that in and gain control? statistics show that he's he's that is working for him still hits it plenty long and he's scoring average is 69.5 uh, 85 uh, he's sixth in in, in fifth in, in scoring total and uh, sixth in strokes gain total so i mean uh, he's he's doing the right things and it's hard to be critical of a guy that keeps putting himself there time and time again and yet that opens yourself up for criticism amongst the sports world and to me that's okay i don't think that's a negative
13: well, you know, in golf, it, it, with, I think the sports world in general, they're, they're used to the win and the loss, you know, the zero-sum. And golf's not like that. I mean, you know, uh, you lose more than you win even when you play well. And mm-hmm. and so, you know, finishing second, you beat everybody except one guy. Um, you know, obviously, in the end, you must have wins to be considered a great player. I get that. Uh, I, but I just think Tony is is going about it. He's, he's, you know, he's running his own race. And I think his race is going to be a victorious one in the end. Um, But it's been a a longer sort of uh, journey for him than it would have been for someone who grew up in the game with all kinds of uh, opportunities to compete at a young age, whether it was H A G A or junior golf or college golf. Tony bypassed all that. And because of his economic situation and and just the way uh, his life unfolded. And, you know, he has made up for it. Because he has the ultimate, uh, to me, the ultimate weapon, which is talent. He's got incredible talent, and you know, all you got to do is talk to the players out there, and they go, "Oh man, if everybody was just hitting it as hard as they could." Tony be the longest, you know. He's got all this reserve that you know they all they all envy, the athleticism, and you know, he's just a work in progress in terms of, in terms of the nuances. So it's coming, and I think I think uh, Boyd Summerhage is a great guy for that, and. I don't know. I, 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 I watched Tony. I root for him. I, w- I felt bad for him. I mean, everybody was happy for Max Homa, but I, was, I felt bad for Tony. Then when I hear him talk, I don't feel bad for him
10: anymore. <laughs> I just feel <laughs> like he's,
13: you know, he, he's got a handle on it, and he's just got a great attitude, a great philosophy about life.
2: Well, J- Jaime, thanks so much for taking some time to be with us. It's always great to hear your analysis and insight. And, again, well done this week during tough conditions, and uh, always a pleasure to have you on the show.
7: Thanks, Brian. Thank you, Bob. Enjoy it.
2: Jaime Diaz, Golf Channel, joining us here on Real Golf Radio. We'll take a short break. Caddy joins us next right here on the show.
7: Born from 10 years of research and innovation, the shaft synonymous with high performance and unrivaled feel is back. Introducing the all-new Matori X from Fujikura. Built to amplify the performance of today's driver heads with a reinforced bias core and a torsionally stiffened handle, Matori X doesn't just add speed and stability. It multiplies it. Get custom fit from Matori X today. I started Folds of
6: Honor above my garage 13 years ago. Because 90% of spouses and children of killed or disabled U.S. service members receive no federal education assistance. Our mission has never wavered. We honor their sacrifices by educating their legacy. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thanks to you, I will be a construction engineer. An elementary school teacher.
4: Thank you for helping me fulfill my dream of going to med school.
6: We're able to award these scholarships because patriots like you refuse to turn your back on the cost of freedom join the folds of honor squadron today your 13 a month will help ensure we never turn military families away this is your call to duty
4: thank you thank you thank you for supporting the folds of honor thanks to people like
2: you
10: i know my dad is not forgotten
2: Those who know love heading to St. George, Utah for year-round fun, especially golf. But where to stay is always a challenge, and getting a tee time can be tough. What if there was a Scottsdale-style golf resort in St. George where you can stay and play? And what if you could own your own residence there? Well, now there is. Introducing Black Desert Resort at Entrada. The second and final chapter of the Entrada Vision offers a full community with exceptional amenities from residential villages, hiking trails through preserved lava flows, spa, world-class dining and shopping, and a Tom Weiskopf championship golf course. It's literally an outdoor paradise that will strengthen family bonds and make lifelong memories. That's life at Black Desert. Find out how you can stake your claim at blackdesertresort.com blackdesertresort.com exclusive real estate opportunities are available now black desert resort at Entrada. unlike anything you've experienced before
5: to get your highest performing tour ball you need to build it with the highest quality to get the highest quality you need to pass more than 150 consistency checkpoints And to guarantee your tour ball has a more centered core, you need unique 3D x-ray. That's why one tour ball is more centered than another. And it might not be who you'd think. ChromeSoft. This ball really does change everything.
1: You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob.
2: Hey, welcome back to the show. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper. Thanks so much to Jaime Diaz for joining us there on Real Golf Radio. Always love having Jaime on the show. And by the way, this segment is brought to you by Callaway Golf and the new line of Apex Irons. Check them out. 20 out of 20 stars on the Golf Digest Hot List. The Apex Irons available at retail near you or at callawaygolf.com.
1: There are bag rats. (laughs) And then there are caddies. Pro jocks who are legends in caddy shacks across the PGA Tour.
2: While we can neither
10: confirm nor
2: deny the existence of this legendary looper, here he is, the caddy on Real Golf Radio. Yeah, that man joins us weekly right here on Real Golf Radio. We simply call him the caddy. He's everyone's favorite. Caddy, what's up, man?
14: Well, I'm watching the... uh... Been watching the show at the, at, at, con- at the Concession Club. I've been checking out a little Champions Tour footage, looking at Puerto Rico where it just is a little warmer than here in Denver. Um, yeah. That's right. what's going on.
2: All right. Watching golf. That's always a good thing. We just had Jaime and Diaz on. An- Anika making the cut.
14: Anika's just, the, the, I mean, she's beyond legend, you know? Beyond legend. The, yeah, it's like Bob Seger said in that song. It's still the same.
2: <laughs> I Some loved watching it. Never actually. change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that no, cool. Was fun. Yeah, I like
14: but... the, I like the fact that he was talking about how nervous she was and all this and that. You know, you're like you've won seventy eight times or whatever it is. How can you be nervous? Come on, but that's what golf does to you.
2: <laughs> so do you know that ruling? Uh, she got hit with a ruling that was incorrect. But she Ooh. and it put her on the cut line. But she was able to make the cut anyway, which is great. That rules official felt Ooh. awful, just sick to his stomach. But, but um let me ask you. So here's the here's the setup with Annika. She hit it up against a fence, but it was in bounds. It was in. It was not out of bounds, and it was underneath a gate. What what are her options? Can she can she open the gate to allow room for her to hit that shot?
14: Oh. That is a wonderful decision. So I'm going to assume that the fence itself was out of bounds. All of the fence was out of bounds. Can she open the fence? Uh, is it considered an obstruction? Yeah. Uh, a movable is, is it a, obstruction? Is it a movable obstruction, inv- yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say yes, she can open the fence. So yes. That,
2: that rule was changed in 2019. The rules official missed it and said you cannot open the, the gate. And so she took an unplayable lie and then proceeded to make triple bogey. Uh, however, in 2019, they changed that. If the gate is unlocked, mind you, you uh, may you may open the gate to give yourself room to hit the shot.
14: <laughs> what if my caddy did a little hard time for burglary and he could pick the lock? Is what? that okay?
2: <laughs> that, that is something you'd have to take up with the committee. Uh-huh,
14: uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, it's, I don't mm-hmm. know. Is that breaking and entering? It's, I don't know.
2: What if the boulder <laughs> weighs so much that you need 20 uh, people to move it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
14: Can I now just, can I employ 20,000 people and try to move the earth?
3: Yeah. Um, so <laughs> the that's probably not yeah. enough.
14: Yeah. Do you, do you know right now that you're, you you have enough gravitational force to actually affect the, uh, the earth itself right okay. now, believe it or not,
13: Let's not go down but good down luck down, measuring right.
2: that one. Mm. Okay. So, Sorry. Yeah. So. Back anyway, to go. There you go. You can open the gate. That's what we've learned. Open the gate. Uh, anyway, I was just about to say that Jaime Diaz was on talking about Tony Finau. What was your take about that playoff? And do you criticize? I mean, are you being? Would you be critical of Tony and not winning it in the playoff after shooting sixty four to come back and get into the playoff with Max Homa? Uh, you know, not
14: really. Um, he had a nice opportunity on ten. Uh, pretty much, it's it's. One thing you do in sports and in golf is, even though you see someone who looks like it's all over, you you, you always assume that they're going to do something crazy. And Max it right. a great shot, but that that wasn't really. I mean, look, you got to, you could look at that shot up against the tree and say, okay, he could take it unplayable and chip it three feet from the hole and make a par. It's hardly over yet, right? I mean, that's it's not like it was a double bogey lie. So Tony did have a nice little chance there with a the short little pitch from a good spot and he, you know, hit it, hit it past the hole, which is a tough place to miss it. If you're missing it long or short, it's a tougher putt. So, yeah, you could argue, Oh, he maybe could have given himself a little better chance there. The part three, if you you watch that hole on TV all day, it was, it it was playing extremely difficult. It was hard to just hit that green. Max hit probably one of the closest shots of the day there.
2: Yeah.
14: Um, And so, you know, Tony didn't hit. Obviously, wasn't happy with that iron shot missing left. But eh, you know, he kind of lost the playoff. Um, it's hard to say he didn't lose the playoff. But I don't know that you could really criticize too much. He just, you know, pulled that iron shot a little bit. It happens. Um, so, yeah, so,
3: so, so, Caddy, I was going to say, if your guys in contention week after week after week fourth place, second place, second place, second place, and then this week he's tied for fifth after 36 holes. You're just loving life, aren't you, as a caddy?
14: No, if I'm working for Tiger Woods in 2000, it's the worst stretch of our career.
3: Yeah, of course he but went I'm there. But I'm talking no, about – Joking,
14: joking, of course.
3: No, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah, I mean, yeah. that's a spectacular
14: run, and all you're thinking is, oh, this guy's playing so good, I know we're going to win the Masters. That's what I'd be thinking. Yeah. It, we're going to win we're going to win something and it might as well be the masters or the players right why not yep. i mean you you yep. expect not? something you expect to win at that point in time really i mean why wouldn't you you're right there you knock on the door you're going to get in
3: you see, right? it. You, open you, see it. You, you can open, you it. Every every g- <laughs> open the
14: gate you can open 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 the gate just open the open gate.
2: the gate Way to bring it full circle be the, be the ball yeah and open the gate <laughs> yeah uh, okay. One thing I've noticed, Caddy, is going back to his Phoenix loss to Webb Simpson a year ago, he had a downhill left to rider and he missed it. Webb had an uphill right to lefter and he made it. Uh, when you look at the putt that he had to win on the 10th hole, it was a downhill left to rider. And uh, the putt that he made that he had to make uh, on a, several occasions were uphill right-to-lefters. I saw it as I watched the coverage in the first two rounds uh, of the of the WGC. Man, when it's right-to-left, Tony's is pouring it in the heart. When it's left-to-right, that's the one where he gets a little bit tentative. But isn't that the tougher of the two putts for a right-handed putter typically is that little left-to-right slider?
14: I'd say that the downhill putt that goes away from you is the hardest putt to make of all of them. Yeah got to be i mean maybe the the five footer for a four putt that's the tough one but (laughs) barring that i'd say yeah that 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 downhill slider that goes away from you is always the toughest putt to make
2: how about the eight footer for an eight yeah like victor hovland had on friday
14: i think that's just uh you know if you're gonna have an eight footer for an eight you know you're gonna make it eight for eight right nine (laughs) would ruin it so that's virtually a gimme. (laughs) <laughs>
2: oh, uh, that golf course yeah, is getting at, the best of a few of them what well the
14: members call it concussion right so yep. when when i was watching victor hovland on the ninth hole i don't have many nightmares i don't remember dreams but i thought you know what this would be my golf nightmare right here i'm finishing my round i'm going back and forth across the green i'm getting unplayables i'm Back in a place about three feet away from where I started from, and now it's unplayable. I mean, that was a nightmare. That one, wow. But but here's what's nuts. Here's how good the PGA Tour players are. I'm watching guys on TV today. This guy's got a triple. This guy's got a quad. This guy, and he shot sixty nine with a quad. I had five straight Anybody. birdies? Anybody out there ever shot sixty nine with a quad ever? Help me out. Call in if you so. call in if you call in for your door prize if you have shot sixty nine or better with a quad on your card. I mean I've that's shot, like filling
3: Silverado. Shot, I've shot even yep. par seventy two with a ten.
14: Whoa! Oh no, that's that's impressive. Wow! I was at the Masters one year, and my player had seventeen pars and shot
3: seventy seven.
12: Ooh.
3: <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> try this Bryson? at home. How uh, about Bryson though? So, Oh, it comes back with the 64. 64. Yeah. How about that? These guys are good. Shots
14: so better. here, try this at home. This is really good. I was playing in a Canadian tour event way back when, about 1990 and 91, at Morningstar Golf Club by Vancouver Island. Beautiful place. I'm playing with this Canadian guy, and uh, he makes a big number, and I'm keeping this card. You hate to ask somebody what they made. Well, take your thumbs and, and hold them against your forehead and then open up the palm of your hand, and he looks at me like that, and he goes, ooh, that was a moose.
2: <laughs> what? Yeah.
14: that's uh, I guess that's the Canadian way of saying I made it 10. Oh, that was a moose, eh? <laughs> I'll never forget that. What do you have back there, dude? Uh, oh, that was a moose, eh? Oh, well, that like, was a moose, okay. eh? Like, okay. Like, you've just been waiting to say that your whole life. Congratulations. It was pretty funny.
2: <laughs> I'm glad I don't know what that is.
3: <laughs> it's the well, antlers. you know.
2: I, no, 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 no! But I'm saying I'm no. I, I don't have anything to describe a ten. I'm glad I don't oh, have yeah, anything right. That's, right, like, off right. the tip well, of my tongue do. for a
14: ten. That was a moose. A quintuple oh, <laughs> on a par five, maybe. I don't. What know. is it, sextuple on a par four? I don't know what is. What's it, what's what's it on a par three? I don't even know. Septuple. Anyway. Septuple. Um,
2: yes. Hey Bob. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait! Yeah. But you talked about golf nightmares. I know what Bob's golf nightmare is. He shared it with me oh, before. Oh no! Oh no!
14: Oh no! Here we go. You, you've, had it.
2: It, you've had it, You've had it. You remember? What's your golf nightmare? My He's golf blocked nightmare. It out. Yeah, he blocked it out. Ending right.
3: up on the first tee, and I try to put the ball on the on the tee, and it won't. That's it. it. won't stay. Oh, <laughs> oh it. it won't stay. It won't
2: stay. Yep. You've told. You've said that won't many times. Yeah. Yeah. True story. I'm
14: watching the Zoom thing or whatever during March or April, and uh, Grant waits on talking talking to Andrew Rice on this really cool. Andrew was doing these. I think it was Andrew Rice. I don't know, but he's doing these great little sessions where you get in a, a great teacher and they talk and you can watch it. And so Grant, Grant's talking about his first tournament as a professional uh, is, I think it was the Australian opener, the Australian PGA and it's the third round and he gets paired with Jack and their second to last group. He's playing really well and he's like <laughs> so nervous. And so this is when Jack is, you know, fairly young. And and anyway, um, he's on the first tee, and, and they introduce Nicholas first. And, it, of course, Grant's a Kiwi, right? So this is in Australia. And they introduce Jack and, and, and name off, like, you know, 50 of the 75 tournaments he's won or whatever it is. And, and, and Grant's just getting more and more and more nervous. And Jack just stripes it down the middle. And so Grant's thinking at the time, He's literally thinking, Bob, you'll love this. You'll have to ask him about this personally, but he's literally thinking I might hit a three wood because I don't know if I can tee up a driver right now because I'm so nervous. And he decided to just go for it and he pulled the tee out and teed it up and he was able to get the ball in the tee. So he's kind of relieved. And then he said, next thing he knew he didn't, Oh, Oh, the announcer, (laughs) the announcer announces him and hardly anybody claps. And then, I can't even say on the radio. I don't think because if anybody's from Australia, it's probably not proper to say it. But some guy yelled something at him, which was a, you know kind of a Kiwi slur, and now it's really it's like oh my gosh, here we go. So he says he doesn't really remember swinging, but he flew Jack's drive dead center. <laughs> you know. So, but anyway, there you go. There's real life Bob. He was he was actually yep. considering hitting a three wood because he didn't know if his hand was shaking. He could calm his hand down to put the ball on the tee. <laughs> on the tip. yeah, that's awesome. Well,
5: look, I'll tell you. Uh,
14: I told you about the Chris DeMarco Jay Haas one at the Ryder Cup, right? When they they were yes. playing the alternate shot, and yeah. DeMarco told told Jay, "You got a tee off. Yeah. I can't hit it." <laughs> I mean, this is DeMarco who lives for this stuff, right? He lives for this. This yeah. is what he. This is like the the he 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 salivates over these opportunities of the team and he's like i can't hit it you hit it. jay's like okay i got it you know jay didn't even need they didn't even need to discuss it jay's like okay no, i got
2: it oh that's awesome Gaddy. <laughs> great stuff as always man we appreciate uh, it we're out of time but uh enjoy the weekend we'll see how it all shakes out and i know you called tony to win so i'm gonna hold you to it buddy Woohoo! All thank right. you gentlemen there you go it's Gaddy right here on real golf radio we'll take a short break wrap up the show next right here on real golf radio Hotel Park City, along with the Spa and Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, are open. Parents were tired, forced into homeschooling, juggling work at home and kids at home, well... Take a staycation and escape to Hotel Park City. The pool's open, fitness center, Bandana's Grill, Roost Chris, the spa, and the golf course. From suites and the cottages that offer private hot tubs on the balcony and three fireplaces, you got to get away. To Hotel Park City, call 435-940-5077. That's
3: 435-940-5077 for reservations today. 2020 has been a lesson in the unexpected, but the real estate market has adapted to the new normal. I'm Bob Casper from Real Golf Radio and the Casby Real Estate Group. With trends we've seen and the COVID vaccine, it helps us to make predictions for 2021. So here's what you can expect. Interest rates will continue to be low. Home values and prices will continue to rise for now. And there's going to be more new construction. No one can predict the future, but we have the experience to develop a unique plan just for you. So let's talk. Send an email to Bob at CASB.com. Realestate.com. That's Bob at K A S B Y realestate.com. controllers pipe and everything they need to irrigate their golf courses shop where the pro shop go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest to you
1: you're listening to real golf radio now back to brian and bob
2: all right. Welcome back. Thanks to the caddy. Thanks to Jaime Diaz for joining us. Dr. Kim Stimson in our number one. Great show. Find us on Twitter at Real Golf or wherever your favorite podcast site is found. We'll post all the interviews and the show in its entirety for you to listen at your leisure. Um, it's been fun. It's been good. There'll be a good one. At the WGC. The USGA also with some uh, changes to the amateur status rule. We didn't get a chance to dive into that. We'll do that in subsequent shows, but kind of give us a quick uh, hit overview, Bob.
3: Okay, so you lose your amateur status if you accept over the prize limit, which is 750 bucks. if you take money for uh, giving instruction, also if you work as a club professional, which is kind of interesting. Which makes sense. But you can take cash, you can take cash or prizes, um, and here's the big one, um, you can take sponsorship money. Oh, ah, how about that?
2: And I look at this for you know situations where manufacturers want to sponsor celebrities that want to remain amateurs, for yeah. instance, so they can play in these pro-ams, yeah. but they can still accept that and not lose their amateur status. Interesting. More at USGA.org if you want to find out on that. That's going to do it for us, for our producer Dave Glauser. That man is Bob Casper. I'm Brian Taylor. Thanks for being with us every Saturday right here on Real Golf Radio.
14: Hi, this is Jay Ritchie, the co-host of Tee to Green, the golf show, the show
1: by golfers for golfers. Be sure to join us every Sunday morning at 7 a.m. Pacific time when we talk golf in Colorado Springs, Colorado, right here on the Sports
13: Byline Broadcast Network.